From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Christopher Boylan, Director of Plantech, a Dublin-based architectural design consultancy specialising in residential house design. From their state-of-the-art showroom and studio, they are the premium professional choice for homeowners seeking to renovate, extend or build their new dream home. And in collaboration with their nominated construction partners, they offer a one-stop shop service of a full design and build package to suit their clients. Thank you so much for joining me today on AIBF Business Talk, Chris. Chris, I know I, for one, have been totally obsessed with programs like Home of the Year and Room for Improvement over the last year or two, especially that I suppose I'm working and living in the same area. So it's no wonder that half the nation are, are similarly. Can you just tell us and share with the audience and our listeners today all the work that you do at Plantech Design? Because I know that we'll have many, many very interested people like myself on listening today. Hello, Elaine. Yes, so basically we run a design and build practice for based in Dublin and we work with homeowners looking to extend, renovate or build a new home. And I think, Chris, one thing about the last number of years is that everybody's looking around the functionality and everything of their house. How? Tell us about the background to the business, Chris. How did you end up setting up the business? So my background has been technical drawing, engineering, architecture, um, working with builders and homeowners um, over the last 20 years. I've seen there was a niche in the market for a one-stop shop, you know, one point of contact, minimizing the stress and the complications that goes with planning, uh, budgeting, preparing all the associated building works um, and stages of a project. For most homeowners, they they haven't got the time to do it. It's complicated. They may not have the experience. So we created this one-stop shop of a design and build platform, and it's been really successful. Brilliant, because I know that I myself am contemplating doing some home renovations at the minute. And for me, it's a case of jeepers thinking about getting your plans done up, consulting with your builder, going for planning. So you were saying that you actually take care of all of that in-house within within your your service offering. Yeah. So we're based in Dublin. We have a state-of-the-art showroom. We have an architectural studio here. Um, We would start with an initial consultation or a home visit. We can analyze your brief, your budget, um, your your processes then. assessed by our team we would start our concepts uh, drawings not all pl- projects would need planning applications but it, it, if that's the case we can do the full planning submission on your behalf and cater for you really from the outset um, our architectural services engineering design your interior designs give you full assistance with all of our contacts within the industry and trades that we've built up over the last 20 years kitchen sanctuary providers glazing providers and um, there's an awful lot of work that goes into planning your project before it actually goes to site and with us we also have the full construction team available foremen tradespeople, electricians plumbers builders so we can uh, actually deliver the actual construction as well as the design and bring our um, project to full circle completion from initial concept right through to build and handing back the fully certified complete home and tell me, Chris, would you deal mostly in the residential sector or commercial, or is it a mixture of both? No, no, all residential. We we, we do some technical drawings and engineering drawings uh, for industry or commercial uh, reasons, but um, 99% of our projects are residential. And would there be kind of a lot of, would there be new builds as well as additions and renovations? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'd say 80% would be home renovations and extensions. Um, in the last two, three years, we're specializing in SIP panel eco-structures, prefabricated homes, um, brought in from the continent, designed and prefabricated, um, one-off sites. But 80% of our work would be home extension renovations. So in other words, that you're right up my market and anybody that's listening in here that's, I suppose, been working in a home office environment or considering maybe extending their home or repurposing it, you're the man to get in touch with, Chris. Yeah, yeah, especially now in the last couple of years where we're seeing a huge increase in, in requests for home offices, playrooms, yoga rooms, study, kids' homework stations, etc. So home uh, development of your garage conversion, an attic conversion, a garden room, um, you know, it's hugely popular. There's a huge demand there for that uh, type of work, but it also has a knock-on effect. Any sort of minor renovation or upgrade results in sort of uh, remodeling or restructuring the main home. And um, yeah, that, that, sort of, that sort of overall package can, is, is really popular at the moment. And can I just ask, is it cost effective for the consumer's perspective? So I totally understand how it will take away a lot of the grey hairs and the, the coordination, all that juggling side of things. But then from the other side versus going the direct labour side. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more economical to go direct labour. But you, 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 you do need to have the experience. You need to have um, the contacts. Uh, the patients, you know, it's really frustrating because you're, you're dealing with multiple trades or so not necessarily loyal to your project and yourself. Um, but if you are working with someone like ourselves, we have a full professional site set up from the initial um, the day of uh, construction commencement. You have your site hoarding going up. You have scheduled program of works. You have one point of contact in our design office, uh, project architect, and you also have a site foreman on site, hands on day-to-day basis with his team so you have full control over your team uh deadlines are met uh targets are met and you know you, you, you've got more responsibility the onus on the main contractor the insurances on the main contractor so it does have pros and cons um acting as your own project manager we would always advise to get the professionals in and do it correct unless you have experience you know there's a lot to take on uh, it, may, it, it makes a lot of sense because there's a huge element of coordination, not just during the, you know, the build or whatever be, beforehand as well. What do you think, Chris, you know, you, you've been, you're very successful in business, right? What do you think has contributed to your success as a whole? Well, I started out um, like a lot of architects or engineers or sole trading designers, um, you know, small, working from home over 20 years ago, a home office sort of set up, uh, small projects. Um, just hard work, really. I mean, nothing comes easy. Um, we've grown from um, small office and we're on our third office now since um, the late uh, 2006, 2007. We've grown to uh, full studio showrooms. We have an architectural team. We have a team of engineers. We have a full on-site crew, which I'm very proud of, which we've built up over the years. It's just really hard work, um, great customer um, service, um, you know, believing in yourself, persevering. Um, we've lots of ups and downs along the way. We've been lucky that we've continually grown every year. Um, so yeah, a good team, good staff, um, good employees in the right positions. Um, you know, there is that's the, the old cliches, but it's true. It's, no, it's, it's so true. Work, the hard you know? work it, yeah. it goes it goes a long way. Tell me, when you yeah. started out in business, you know, all those years ago, did you have mm. a goal in mind, or could you envisage what you could create? Not really a goal as such. Uh, I always knew I wanted to be independent, have my own business um, and just went about I didn't look at the end result as such. I still don't. I still think there's a lot more to come for myself and my business. Um, 
just working hard every day, doing the right things, staying focused, again, focusing on our customers. Um, and, you know, th that's all really. Um, I didn't really have a, such a goal as such. Um, and it sort of just snowballed effect. You know, year on year, you got your contacts, you meet up with like-minded people. You're just continually growing. It's sort of like a natural progression. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, we're lucky enough to steadily grow and, and um and then again, when you yeah. see it by having had your customers' interests, best interests at heart at all times, you know, that, yeah, that, goes, yeah. that, that goes a long way. I mean, yeah, working with homeowners specifically, uh, we spend a lot of uh, money and investment in marketing, branding, Google advertisement, social media, branding and, and uh, advertisement and so on. But the best advertisement we can get is, is actual references from homeowners, um, the old-fashioned reference. Um, and you're, 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 you have a homeowner who's bringing you into your home, uh, you're renovating or building you could be dealing with them for eight nine ten months for example um it's a really tight relationship um you know so to, to get those types of references means that you, you're doing the right thing you know mm -hmm. so that's been a huge part of our success is the amount and, and we've always been lucky with the volume of inquiries um we could not always uh, fulfill the, the requests for, for site visits and, and projects but we feel we're doing the right thing once we get that volume of references and, and good feedback, yeah. And as you said there, you know, trust is a huge thing, especially when people are inviting you into their lives and into their homes and really handing over their budgets to you. There's a, there's a huge element of trust in that relationship. Chris, tell us about, you know, you mentioned there, like, there's no road too smooth in setting up and in growing and developing your business and you're very lucky that and fortunate that your hard work has paid off and year on year you've experienced growth what would you say has been your biggest challenge in growing the business well specifically in the last number of years obviously it's it's like every other entrepreneur or business person a company it's been really difficult but prior to that it's, it's uh, getting the right staff uh, logistically we've got lots of requests for uh, projects outside of dublin Limerick, cork galway etc um, we just could not fulfill those demands. So um, getting the right people um, has been has been always been difficult, I think. Um, so that's still an issue, uh, the right staff, the right people to fill positions and roles. And it's it sort of hindered our progress to expand nationally, which is also a long-term goal. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's logistically setting up in outside of Dublin, though, that, that's been a problem for us. And setting up a new template, um, parameters and working with, on our base template and our playbook and we have a lot of procedures internally in our office and on site. Um, so that would need a lot of outsourcing training, uh, moving to Cork, etc. Um, but that's that's been a it's been difficult for us. We have tried and we're still in that we're in the progress of process of doing that. Um, but that's been a, an issue. Good stuff. And I think, you know, you're not alone with experiencing, you know, difficulties in recruiting staff and things like that. That's, mm. I think, industry wide at this stage, you know, over the last year or two. But hopefully when you set your sights, in play to that type of an expansion you know and you, you mentioned there yeah. um very much so about your processes and your playbook which is something that i would be very passionate about or you know about is having your process having it written down having your good playbook mm. how has that you think helped you in, in the business chris it's 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 been invaluable really i met um jack daly at the pendulum summit in 2018 uh, richard branson was the, the star speaker at the time um and he introduced us to um the whole playbook template and setting your goals. He's a master salesperson and an authority on, on business uh, growth. Um, he, he opened the meeting and I was just fascinated with everything, his, his passion, his, uh, you know, all of his insights, you know. So I've just been following Jack and his books and, and that sort of 
I mean, there's, there's lots and lots, and I listen to lots of uh, YouTube podcasts and Tony Robbins, and, and but they've all they've all sort of copied off previous um, uh, speakers, but the principles are still there. Um, so right. that goal setting, putting it in writing, setting your timelines, being accountable, you know, giving yourself targets, it just it, it works. It sounds simple, mm-hmm. but it's not. You know, it's, it's easy to walk away from one of those pendulum summits or those um, meetings and just leave it in the room and do nothing about it. You can be excited for a couple of hours and write all your notes down, but if you don't actually action it and be accountable for it, it's it's nothing really, just being entertained for the afternoon. But um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a huge factor in, in how we set up our own playbook here. And it's an ever-changing playbook. You know, with the team that we've had, we have in our office, It's a, and it is a real team company, both on site and in the office. Um, we're, we, we have meetings every Friday where we're reviewing, reflecting on customer services, how the projects are going, how we can improve. Internally, nothing leaves the office without going through checklists and uh, similar playbooks on everything on sales calls, how you answer your phone, how you respond to emails, planning applications, dealing with customers, surveying, getting, you know, getting yourself prepared for a home visit. Um, everything is listed, you know, and so for, for, for myself, it is a bit sort of uh, military discipline when you look at it in that, that sense. But it just means that anybody coming to the office, if there's a new person taking up a role or a trainee or a manager going through systems check, it's in black and white for everyone to follow. And ultimately, it's, it's, a, it's an improvement on the company and, and how you operate, you know. You know, and, and it's uh, just, I suppose, just to share with you, I remember one of the summits that we held, one of the All-Ireland Business Summits, I remember Pat Phelan actually said the first thing that you should do in any business is put in place processes that will enable you to be able to fire yourself so that if you're not in the business in the morning, that it'll still run without you. And that's very similar to the processes that you're talking about and having that playbook. But as well as that, Chris, you know, that's what really helps, I think, lend to providing a really good customer service because if everybody is of the same standard and really, you know, appreciates everything every single step of the journey and has those great insights as to what is working and what isn't working. And like you said, they're all moving documents. They can all be added to, improved upon on a daily basis. So it's very definitely, refreshing. Definitely. It's very refreshing to hear that. And as well as that, it's good to hear as well that look, as a business owner, we often get very tied into our businesses. But, you know, evidently that you're very good at taking yourself out of the business and investing definitely, time yeah, in yourself yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and being an architecture, um, I would never want to limit any person's creativity because that's the, I mean, that's the very essence of, of their professionalism and, and, and what they're trying to achieve for a homeowner who wants inspiration and ideas and some beautiful building on the end of it and functionality and everything that they've listed in their briefs has met mm-hmm. um, plus exceeded. So we, the way we've designed our office here, um, we do have technical drawing, area preparation, we have computer systems. We have meeting rooms. We also have a mezzanine for a library, uh, a getaway space, so the designers can, you know, and being a designer, each individual has their own way of achieving their concept. Some like to listen to rock music, some want to listen to classic music, some like to go for a walk, read a book, get inspiration, brainstorm, sketch it out. So, you know, we're not running some sort of a military school in that sense either. I don't want it to sound like that's that's the case. However, we do just have to be professional on, on, on what leaves the office and um, the, the paper trail is all in order. So there's a balance there between creativity and formal uh, processes, you know. Yeah. And co- coming back, I suppose, to what the future holds, you know, you've mentioned there that you have an ambition to go more nationwide and to, yes. to, to look at that yeah. side. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, the, the, we have the RDS Idea Home Show coming up this weekend. We've been participating there for the last six years. 
um, twice a year. Uh, I think we missed one, obviously, with COVID. Um, but the volume of requests we get at the, at the show from people outside of Dublin, you know, Kerry, Clare, Limerick, Galway, etc., uh, looking to build a new home or a renovation. They themselves, especially if they're rural, if they're rural, they just cannot get uh, the tradespeople or logistically, it's, it's difficult. Um, so that's something that we, we're working on at the moment, is, is growing and expanding, uh, setting up our playbooks uh, in, in those counties along the West Coast. Um, we're actively meeting with uh, foremen, builders, and tradespeople, etc. Um, so long term, Elaine, that, that is the mm -hmm. plan, is, is to, to expand nationally. Um, we're also looking at um, breaking away some more so from the, the, the extension renovations into more eco-homes. We've, mm -hmm. we've, we've currently got four on site at the moment. Um, basically, the modular home system, the SIP panel, it's, it's uh, fabricated off-site in Europe. In, in our instance, it's coming from Germany and Lithuania. We have two factories there that are supplying us. It's designed here mm -hmm. uh, in consultation with engineers and, and planning authorities and obviously with homeowners for the grief, etc. Um, but the speed, the time frame is dramatically decreased. Um, and for us, it's, 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 it's what we're focusing on. And larger scale eco-homes, modular homes, and even something like um, the volume of Ukrainian nationals that we're expecting in the, in the country. We've requested um, some meetings with local authorities and members of parliament that we could, you know, bypass strict planning laws and mm -hmm. fast track something that we can create these modular homes we, because we have the capacity and the experience to build something on a large scale, rapid, um, but passing the red tape of, of uh, appeal stages, planning, um, and, and everything else that goes with um, the development plans. Um, so we've, we've, we've sort of two areas we're looking at is obviously our expansion and, and the eco-homes structure, modular homes, but also uh, something along the lines of, of a large development and um, you know uh, something to that may, may be of interest to, to local authorities here or around the country outside of Dublin that we could create a, a modular uh, village you know, can I just can it, I ask, um, Chris, those modular the modular type housing because it's fantastic, mm -hmm. and I often hear that it's the way it's the way forward, is the future, yeah. and hear the the eco friendly side of it as well. But look, there is a, an obvious supply and demand issue with regard to housing here, and implementing mm -hmm. a system like that could certainly expedite the process. And with you know the current influx of refugees, but also the homeless mm -hmm. crisis here in Ireland, there is no reason yeah. but we can't look yeah. at solutions like this. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, it is, it is a fine balance then between the other side of it of the argument, which we're well aware of. Um, it, it's, it's not possible really to, to fast track it and make exceptions to the rules if uh, our own crisis is not uh, actioned. And long term, I think something uh, like modular or, or uh, a quick development, it's not really going to work long term. You know, it, it needs to be it needs to be planned and um, you know assessed in, in more detail. It's just something that we had looked at because it is a bit, it is an emergency situation. It looks like mm -hmm. it is happening here. Uh, it's just something that we have been looking at and, and, and speaking to local authorities on. But yes, I fully agree with you. Um, we have to look at our own situation and the, the, the housing crisis here. And Chris, those modular housing systems, will they do just as well for an extension perspective as well as a new build? Yes, yes. I, I think there's an old Irish mindset regards flat roofs or timber frame structures. You know, they want the old uh, blocks of mortar and the, the solid wall structure. Even the, the, the timber frame homes have a, a, a block or stone cladding, but essentially it's a, it's a timber skeleton. Um, but the modular SIP panels, yes, they would be more than sufficient, passive, A-rated, um, low U-values, quick, quick installation. It's more of a mindset 
at the moment delaying to overcome you know and specifically adding a timber frame structure to an existing house um you know homeowners uh, you need to be modern thinking and maybe the insurances the guarantees that come with all the certification the chartered engineers that we would use uh, usually it's enough it's sufficient and the trust is there but uh, may maybe eight nine ten years ago was more difficult but people are it's, it's becoming more and more popular now and adding a adding something like that to your back of your home it, it, we could have it once the foundation and drains are set we could have it uh fully fitted with windows roof watertight um, electrics plumbing all fitted in four weeks wow you know um the, the major the major issue we're seeing on sites now at the moment something like your your own place or some uh, three or four bed home in dublin for example a typical back extension home renovation before COVID, let's say eight to ten weeks you have uh, your, your your complete project um but now wow. with the lead-in times for kitchens windows appliances materials simple home extension could be six to eight months you mm -hmm. know and logistically trying to get all the materials the trades the designs uh, the finishes lined up it's extremely difficult you know we're, we're we're starting to order in advance as much as possible off of plans which there's a huge risk in that um mm -hmm. windows and, and, and kitchens for example being ordered off plans it, it needs to be built um to the millimeter almost with, with limited tolerances but then and you have homeowners renting or getting alternative accommodation for six to nine months for home extension it's it's extreme you know so um it is a, it's a difficult period for us and within our, our market Customer confidence has dipped again uh, since the issue with, with Ukraine and, and Russia um, and, and prices have increased across uh, all sectors of the industry, um, timber, steel, insulation, um, general general uh, products like screws, uh, tradespeople on the ground, their general daily rate has increased. So it's, it's, it is an extremely difficult time at the moment. Um, and big decisions are, are being made for homeowners who, the, the demand is there, the savings are there. We know that. Ireland is second behind Slovenia uh, in, in total savings in Europe during the COVID situation. Um, so the money is there, demand is there for home offices and renovations and with lack of holidays and social life, people are looking to spend and invest their home. But unfortunately, you know, convincing someone to spend in excess of 300k, for example, up to maybe 500k, including professional fees and finishes for a house that's worth less, it's not feasible, you know, so we're seeing bookings now for 2023 and even 2024 with planning applications. Everything seems to be slowly going on hold. Um, nice. And it's it's uh, it's a bit of a back into unknown territory again, back to early 2020 situation again, you know. No, and I, and I think and I hear exactly what you're saying with regard to so much uncertainties, but I think we've just proven after having come through the last two years, and I won't say the C word, our resilience and all of that has shown. And I think people appreciate and value their space more than ever. And I think programs like I said, the home of the year and the room for improvement and all of yeah. that have really immersed us into what good design can do and can mean for one's you know, health and well-being and how we live and how people function as a family and as a unit. Um, yeah, and look, yeah. with with a service like the, what you're offering, the fact that you can take away an awful lot of the pain that goes with all the organizing and, and all of that. It's no wonder then, you know, Chris, that you've been, you know, you're a four time business all star, which is an absolute fantastic achievement. You've done the hat trick. You've backed this year. You've got it for the four years in a row. So huge kudos to you and to all of the team in getting yourself there. You know that you've shown the trustworthy, the customer centricity. How does it feel for you being a four-time business all-star? Amazing. We love it and we're very proud. And every year we, we, we strive for it. Um, we get the call from Kieran, we get the um, call from Kapil, uh, the interviews. 
um, you know, it's, it's great for us. And we, we have it advertised in our office. We have it advertised in our branding, our signatures. Uh, again, at the Ideal Home Show, we have it on our uh, display stand. We're very, very proud. And I just want to add, dealing with yourself and your team, it's excellent. I love the chats with Kapil, the, the advice from Kieran, the experience. Um, you know, I, I love all of the pointers he gives us on, on our team. The, the, the behind the scenes that not a lot of people see, the backup service, it, it's excellent. You know, I'm meeting members of, of the tribe and uh, the, the, the gatherings, it's great for us. So we're always learning and, and um, thank you to, to yourself and all of your team. No, we absolutely love and we strive, you know, to serve all of our business all stars. You've all got a, a fantastic journey and unique story. And I know that I personally can't wait to meet you all in person again on May the 18th at Crow Park. It's been a long time coming. Definitely. <laughs> so, definitely so we we'll, de- we'll definitely be there for a day working um, on the business and not in the business <laughs> for sure. So, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. What I just want to do maybe for a minute or two is lift the bonnet of the car, literally, um, and just get to know the man behind all of it. I'm just going to throw out a few quick fire questions to you Chris all right do not think too long and hard about them the first thing that comes into your head fires out at me here so tell us Chris what's your most cherished possession my most cherished possession would be my granddad's wedding ring very good yeah I, I like it a lot of yeah. sentimental value in, if, a lot of <laughs> sentimental yeah. value definitely, in there definitely yeah yeah was he in the same industry as you Chris no he wasn't he was uh a shop steward in bachelors um in in cabra um, right. but uh he was a man of our, of our principle yeah so uh yeah he was great he definitely had a good influence on you then so chris a huge influence you, yes if you could send any advice back in time to your 20 year old self what would you share what wisdom would you probably not to get too anxious about the future you know everything comes in some good time um, and just enjoy being young that's it really you know Hindsight is always great, isn't it? When we when yeah, were yeah. When we were young like that. Tell us, you know, tell us something that most people wouldn't know about you. I have a huge interest in, in history and, and um, antiques. I collect. I, I go to sort of um, all these old antique shops and, and have a rummage around sort of World War Two, World War One memorabilia and historical artifacts and sort of anything like that would interest me. So huge interest in archaeology and, and history, specific uh, Irish history and, and World War One and Two history. Yeah. You do well in our house, so we're, we're big into all of that, that history side and the antiques yeah. and everything like that. So we can chat about that afterwards. Tell us, Chris, what did you want to be when you were growing up? When you were a child, what did you dream of becoming? I'd imagine, yeah, I was always some sort of sports star. I was into all sorts of sports, so tennis, golf and, and football. So, um, yeah, sports crazy. So I always want to be some sort of sports star. I'm still playing football. I'm, I'm over 40 now, so uh, but I'm still <laughs> playing um over 35s but it's i'm chasing a lot of young lads around the pitch it's still it's gonna it's getting a little bit difficult now but still hanging in there yeah when the football dies down you can take back up the tennis racket again (laughs) yeah or maybe golf yeah yeah (laughs) tell us if you could have a dinner party and invite any four people who would you like to have around the table with you (laughs) any four people okay well look um i said my granddad's wedding ring so my granddad i'd have him back again anyway um brendan bean um I just finished his book. I think I read it twice now, for so boy. But um, yeah, Brendan's a real Dublin character. Um, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you, you couldn't have a, a dinner party without Muhammad Ali. And probably Freddie Mercury for a bit of entertainment. Oh, de- oh you definitely get entertainment there anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. And then I'll take it yourself as the fourth. <laughs> 
um, we can put in um, Shane McGowan there, so he can. Oh he God, can between Shane McGowan and Fraser Mercury. Sing a ballad or two at the party. Yeah. Well, we have <laughs> had a lack of in- we've had we have had a lack of entertainment opportunities over the last two years, <laughs> so you're making up for it. And just to leave our listeners, um, you know, with with I suppose your favorite motto, if you had a motto in life, Chris. What just never be? give up. Just keep going. I, I, again, they're, they're all the old cliches out there. And mm-hmm. I mean, you, you just have to have grit. And in the last two, three years, it's been, it's been difficult for everybody involved, both at home and in business, uh, friends and family and so on. You, you just have to keep going. You have to support those around you, both in your family and, and your work colleagues. And if you're going to be a leader or, or you know, a business leader or a mother or father, you just have to lead by example. You just have to do the small things, get up early in the morning, uh, look after your health, uh, stay focused, uh, have patience and just don't give up. Just have a bit of grit about you. If you want to survive and, and keep going, um, that, that's it. You just have to have a strong mentality and believe in yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the only way to keep going. So that's the way I, I approach every day, um, each day at a time. And, and um that's all I can Great say to listeners, yeah. yeah. So, grit. Chris, I, I know that I myself would definitely want to catch up with you outside of our chat today and a few other things. And I'm sure there's many of our listeners listening in here today that, you know, are really curious. They might be dropping by your stand at the Ideal Home Show yeah, um, in yeah. the RDS. But if they want to get in touch with you, how, how would you recommend they do that? Great. So we're based in Dublin. So you can arrange with our office a visit to our showroom anytime between um, Monday to Friday office hours. Nine to six, we're open. And um, Saturdays, nine to one. You're more than welcome to come over for coffee, meet the team. Let us know what your thoughts are on your home extension, your renovation, what you're considering. We'll give you all the best advice before you get into any fee paying services, uh, any budgeting, planning your projects. Um, you can see our portfolio. Any of our sites around the city that are open, we can get a, a health and safety access and you can have a walk through with a member of our team or myself. And yeah, we're, we're, we're online. Our Instagram account is at Plantech underscore, which is very popular. We've over five and a half thousand followers now. So thank you to all our followers. Um, all of our projects are there for everyone to see, get some inspiration from. And at the exhibition in the RDS uh, Ideal Home Show, we're at stand number M for Mary, M62. So if you'd like to drop by between the 1st of April, Friday the 1st to Sunday the 3rd, myself and six members of our team, we have rotating architects and, and designers there to um, listen and take your inquiries, log your inquiry, answer any calls you have, any questions you may have, and um, just a, it's just an informal chat about your project. So yeah, and, and our website is www.plantech.ie for anyone that just wants to get some general information about who we are or if you're at the early stage of your project. Brilliant stuff. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, and I know that all of our listeners are thinking the same and are thinking and looking around their own surroundings that I wonder would one of those modular modular solutions be right for me or not. But if anybody has any queries, reach out to Chris. He'd only be too delighted to help you. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening in today on AIBF Business Talk. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars programme, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carroll, goodbye.